Hey guys, it turns out all you need is 11 days rest to pitch a one-hitter. And we're here with special guest Steve Hofstetter. So stick around, After Bu- Mets Wrap 360 on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome to Mets Wrap 360 on AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Matt River One. Christian is on assignment at Shea Stadium right now. To the end over here, we have got uh, Andrea Fasano. Tell them where they can find you. Thank you, Matt. You can find me on all social media at Andy Fasano. And I'm so glad to hear this song and like not be depressed. depressed it's exciting. For a moment, even you know? even more exciting. We've got special guest, the man in purple, Steve Hofstetter. <laughs> I, I can't believe you sent Christian on assignment to Shea. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, yeah. Well, actually, wait. They're playing in Philadelphia, aren't they? Or also, or it's called City, City Field. Field. Oh, my God. It's okay. I'm dating myself here. Right? Yeah. City Field. He's on assignment in 2004? Yeah, we sent him back in time to get David Wright to uh, not overwork his back. Yeah. We sent him back in time. Yes. Steve, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, my Twitter is at Steve Hofstetter, or my YouTube's pretty big. That's uh, The Hofstetter. Pretty and there's big. a bunch of baseball stuff there. Pretty big understatement. The guy's got like millions and millions, million? and millions. Uh, 51. 51 Jeez. million yeah. views. And awesome. I, I was with him for, for a big one. He's the king of the uh, viral uh, heckler videos. But uh, what's cool about uh, Steve is not only is an awesome comic, he's a diehard Mets fan. And uh, we actually went down for spring training uh, to watch the Mets this year. It was, How fun. Yeah, it was great. It Wasn't was great. awesome? Yeah, five games in five days. We did five games and six shows in five days. Yeah. It which was, was nuts. I think, but for me as a Mets fan, the coolest part was uh, because Steve also has uh, all these sports connections and does some work for Fox Sports. Uh, we got to go in that clubhouse. Yeah, we got to go in the clubhouse. We got to sit in the dugout. The craziest part wasn't even the Mets part because there was that one day the game ended up getting rained out, but it was uh, Marlins versus Nationals. Mm. And so we were sitting in the Nationals dugout watching Bryce Harper, watching Barry Bonds, watching Giancarlo Stanton. What? It was like kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I remember thinking, I remember because we were talking about how it, uh, the Marlins coaching staff is like ridiculous. It's yeah, the Marlins like, coaching staff could take on most per, most teams right now. Who was it? It was it's Bonds, Bonds, <laughs> Conine, Mattingly. Mattingly, Andre Dawson, Lenny Harris. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty stacked. So that was cool. And uh, yeah, it's like the Mets DL. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much the Mets, the Mets DL. But uh, but I also thought I think the Mets have the best DL of any team right now. Right now, so we've got Harvey. If we if we're considering the players who are on the DL, good anymore. Right, right. Harvey, Wright, right. Duda, yeah. Darno just got called up from the DL. Yeah. Um, but okay, Harvey, uh, Harvey, Wright, Duda, um, guys who aren't on the DL but who are you know injured back and forth. You know, Syndergaard. Uh, it's pretty solid. Cespedes for a couple days. Matt's for a couple days. The ground for a couple days. It's... So you, you don't know this, but we've been playing the Mash uh, theme song for a oh, lot of nice. the, the intros <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, let's let's just actually jump in um, to what I thought was an interesting decision that just happened today. Uh, Nimmo down, Conforto, Conforto up. up. Uh, Andrew, what do you what do you what are your thoughts on this? Ah, I mean, our last show we were talking about. Yeah. For, first of all, like. Five shows ago, we were talking about Conforto and how wrong that felt, like, and just why. Um, and I've really grown to really like 
Nemo. I mean Nemo. Yeah, because Dory. I a love yeah. that the any announcer cannot say Nemo without saying Nemo because that's funny <laughs> to me. And um, I just think I, I think give him a chance, you know. And so I don't know how I feel about that exchange per se when there's so much other garbage going on. Well, yeah, what do you think, Steve? I think it's two weeks from the trade deadline, and we have to think about things that way as well. Okay. Because so, yeah, what, explain I, that. I think that if if they kept Nimmo up, he's not going to get many opportunities. Mm. Right. And so then he would just either become a guy who's not getting opportunities, or he'd become trade bait. Okay. So, which oh. he might, which he might still be in the minors. Right. Yeah. When you think about when you think about a team with five outfielders that can start. Yeah. And not to mention Conforto. <laughs> it, it was kind of crazy. That little report came out about how Conforto has had had a better start than Trout and a better start than Harper to his career. Right. And then after that, he hit one fifty. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a curse. There. It was. Yeah. That was unfortunate timing. But the idea is that Conforto has the ability to be this team's future. Yeah. Like, I really saw when he came up the first time, I was like, this is the next David Wright. Yeah. Mm. Like, this is the guy who, he's not going to be the best player in the league, but he's going to be up there. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to be a regular presence in the clubhouse. He is a smiley, happy guy who Mm. does what is needed of him, who doesn't complain. And then he started hitting 150. And did so you think it? Did you think it was the right move? See, I, I didn't like the idea of sending him down for Nimmo because now I feel that we've messed with two of our younger players' egos. Now, that, I agree not, with that. not necessarily because I think I, I think sometimes being sent down is the thing that needs to happen where yeah. you go, okay, I can't get comfortable. And also, he had to play every day, and he did, and he did well. Yeah, no, he did do well, but I, I just don't like using now Nimmo's. It just feels like now you're messing with the psyche. Well, of two Nimmo players. came up a little early, though. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think Nimmo just ever felt like he was going to stay. I agree with I agree with that. I do, but I just like I said, with the, how yeah. many other the, the problem though is now they called up Conforto. Where's he going to play? And where the hell do you put him? Because now Lagaris is finally doing right. well. It's Granderson's <laughs> hot, and so Granderson's yeah. hot. Although Granderson now the the stat from today. 16 home runs, 28 RBIs. Isn't that so bizarre? It's the lowest ratio of all time right now. So if he ended the year right if he now, ended this the year would be right like now, the one point whatever If he ratio. ended the year right... Well, not right now, but if he basically on pace for 30 home runs, it's the it would be the lowest RBIs ever for someone who hit 30 home runs. It would also be one of the coolest like baseball card like on the back you know like 32 homers 49 RBIs yeah, it'd be like, great what? like 32 homers 31 RBIs how did that happen how's that even possible yeah he, he's, um, he tripped over 30 yeah, days it's very home. weird that they have such a glut in the outfield and I mean the infield a little bit because now that they have Reyes which don't get me started on that or maybe get me started we're on that we're gonna get you started on that yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes here. you're here we, we, get, yeah, we, get, we get started on things it, the problem is is that the Mets are full of B pluses at so many positions mm. and they that's need a really good way to describe they need it. A, what they need to do and i don't know if they're gonna do it because i mean the fans like all of these guys and they're all right. great and a lot of them are wonderful personalities as well but what you need to do is sometimes you need to take two b pluses and trade them for an a especially when you have b pluses on the bench unfortunately i i don't know that we actually have that combo right now like i'm not <laughs> like i don't know who like Name two B pluses that you could. I mean, have you thought about like a theoretical trade? Nemo and Ligaris. 
for I'm saying for who's an A player that you could actually get for those two? Uh, I'd have to I'd have to think about what A players are on yeah. teams that are you know See, I that are Ryan dealers. Braun would be like a potential. Oh, I would hate that so much. Really, you don't like him? <laughs> He's the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> he is such a polarizing personality. Oh, is he? See, I, I know, love I that you talk about, about personalities because yeah. I do that a lot. Like yeah. I talk about yeah. who they are as a person as a player. Like that's I love Granderson. Like yeah. I, yeah, I just do. So I love that you're bringing that up and into this because I, I think it, I got him a Granderson ball. You did? Yeah. 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 It is awesome. it is very important. To, I think it just to, says so much about the type of player they are and yeah. and how they conduct themselves and you know, um I I, I just kudos to that. Yeah. Well, thank I you. I well very I, much agree so with that. when uh last year when Aston Reed first came to the team, <laughs> um and I was so he had been on the team maybe two, three weeks. Yeah. And I was talking to him about it and you know, and, and I said, I was like, what's the difference here? Suddenly you're, you know, you're pitching lights out and, you know, it wasn't going so well in Arizona. And he said, he said, this team just knows how to win. Hmm. He said, it's like yeah. nothing I've ever seen before. And he had played for, you know, decent White Sox right, team right, and, you know, right. Diamondbacks team that was supposed to be coming up. And he said, everybody is just so excited all the time. And you really saw that last season. You saw that with the personalities. Yeah. It was from Flores crying. Yeah. You know, it, it was people were very excited to be a part of what was happening. And it's, I mean, it's why Cespedes resigned. It's also why I kind of don't want to trade any of these B-pluses. Because in a weird yeah. way, you know, there's going to be more injuries. So now yeah. I actually feel like, oh, we actually have some depth when everybody's healthy now. But two, I actually do feel like we've gotten to know this specific version of the Mets. Yeah, but that is also why I don't, I, I'm not happy with what, with Reyes there. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I I know. And we were listen. We, we, we got into this. Pace. We got into the many reasons. Yeah. And yet, and yet, he's hitting some really. He's making some really he's, positive he's, he's contributions con- on he, the field. He's contributing. It was funny that the stat they said today during the game was that uh, so Reyes, since he's been back, is leading the team in both RBIs and runs scored. Mm-hmm. Wow. But he's hitting two twenty. And so I was like, oh, that's not a testament to what Reyes is doing. That means no one's hitting. Right. Like, that's what's happening right now. That means you're the the, the world's uh, tallest midget or whatever they say. But the thing about, you know, we did talk about Reyes, but so we'll we'll, we'll delve back into it now that he is hitting, which is, you know, kind of, I think, surprising to everybody how well he's, you know, well he's playing. I think a little bit just because he didn't need any ramp up period. He's hitting, but... Uh, I, I, my personal take has been Flores has never really gotten a chance to be an everyday player. Yeah. And he finally was and flourishing and then Reyes comes and now I feel like, what is this going to mean for Flores? Mm. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that like eventually, I mean, no one was happy when Tejada wasn't brought back. Right. But that happens sometimes. Yeah. And think about it this way, the same way that it's like, oh, well, we're just getting to know this iteration. It's like, yeah, but you know, Cabrera, who we love. Is new and yeah. Walker, who we love, is new, yeah. and so there love are Walker. a lot yeah. of yeah, there are a lot love of new him. people. And the fact is, Walker, this isn't he's not going to be there after this year. I know it's very unlikely that right, he's going to. He's on a one year deal, and we would need to pay him ten at least ten million. He's on the last year of his deal. We need to pay him a lot. We have Flores, and we also have uh, Dilson Herrera, which the whole idea right. is that he was a bridge right. to Dilson. Right. So. You know, you have to, we can't get too attached, and I'm not saying, oh, and I mean, what team is going to need necessarily two outfielders, mm, but yeah. at the same time, and I hate to say it, but I think what you do is you trade Flor- like a Flores and a Nemo yeah. if, you're, if you really want to make a run at it this year, yeah. and that's the question. You have to decide how much of a run are you going to make this year. So let's talk about that, uh, Andrew. Like, do you feel like we're positioned to make a run with a trade? Like, are we? Like, if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. right? we're forty nine and forty two now. 
But we do have really easy September. Like, the, the odds of us making the playoffs are pretty solid. Do you feel like we should do whatever it takes to make a run at this? I, my fanism says yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like of course you do. Because I, well, I hate right. that about sports. Like, you just give up. Like, even you know, in the NFL, yeah. is a good, because right. the, the right. amount of games they have, it's just kind of a thing. Okay, we're rebuilding in the middle of the yeah. season before well, it's over. But six, six National League teams did that before the season started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, so that's where I do agree with that. I do, I still think there's a chance, absolutely, but I... It's hard because I feel like every week we've come in here and there are, we've been talking about how we need big changes. Yeah. And so maybe this is what we're talking about, that like, this would be a big change that we need. Yeah. Reyes being here and that adjustment period was very surprising. Yeah. So I'm kind of on the fence about maybe that. Maybe we could turn him around. I just <laughs> want it to be the right, you know, the right kind flip, of. Flip that Reyes. Yeah. yeah I, I just, you know what it is? I, I don't really know what we, it's very hard, right? Because we're just such big Met fans and right. it's hard to separate and go, what are we really? Are we really a contender? Or is it just because. Well, I mean, right now of, in know. the wild card spot, ahead of the Cardinals, ahead of the Pirates. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a contender. Right. And, and making the playoffs, it's anybody's game. So, you know, as yeah. we proved mm-hmm. last year, you know, because we were a surprise. Right. Yet, I, my, my issue is, I, I think we have to make a run and we may have to make a big trade. But because how? You don't know how. Well, first of all, because you don't know how big your window is, right? Everybody thinks yeah. their window because you have young pitching is going to be, you know, last year we were like, oh, we got 10 years with these four studs. Well, but we learned that this year yeah. with Harvey. And, and and so I don't know what the trade is, but I, when I look at the Nationals lineup objectively, I go, man, that's a much better lineup than ours. Okay, but at the same time, you know, we're in the same division, so let them lose to someone else in the playoffs. Right, 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 right. So they could get knocked out for sure, for yeah. sure. I mean, look, I feel, I feel comfortable... Now, I mean, they had what? What lineup did they have last year? I mean, basically, pretty not, pretty close yeah, to the same, same lineup. I, I guess. Now, now they had Matt Williams instead of Dusty, and Dusty yeah. is a much more of a player's manager, and that's what was needed over there. But at the same time, look how terrifying the Cubs were, and now <laughs> yeah, they've been a five hundred yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I mean yeah, I guess the answer is yes. We have to. It. We gotta. We yeah. gotta go all you know all mm-hmm. out this year, especially since I do think you know the schedule is going to be pretty favorable for and us. Duda's coming back. Yeah. Wheeler is eventually going to come back yeah. this year. I mean, you guys think? I, you, I think we. Wheel- I think we'll have Wheeler this year. I think we'll yeah. have a couple of months of Wheeler. Yeah. Um, which you know, I mean, Verrett has done a decent job filling in, but yeah. I'd much rather have Wheeler than Verrett. Yeah. You know the bone spur. Fairy is going to hopefully... <laughs> what, what is that? I, first of oh, all, of you know what's weird about that is I just don't recall any of the guys having a bone spur on the Mets in years, and now all of a sudden it's like it's some so sort of viral... Yes. It's, it's like a, they're like some sort of poker table. <laughs> it's, they're all, it's communicable. Yeah, it's a communicable oh bone. You think they... It's they're uh, all in the are shower. Are they doing some sort of like... I don't you know. know. Remember, who is it? Bash Brothers? Bash Brothers, oh, yeah. And then they're was, giving uh, up bone spurs. Like, that was the original bone spur transfer. That was patient yeah. zero for... For bone spurs, I, I posted this thing on the on the Mets Reddit when the uh, when the Mets swept the Cubs in that four game series. Yeah, uh, with the Cubs pitchers, basically it was the it was the uh, meme of the uh, Dave Chappelle crack guy. Yeah, and it was like, y'all got any more of them bone spurs? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> damn funny. Uh, we probably do. We probably have a couple more starters already. Yeah. You know, let's get into uh, this week. So it was a short week. We're back from the All Star break. I I personally wanted to 
sweep the Phillies. Uh, but are you happy with two out of three, Andrea? Are you? I am happy with two out of three, yeah. definitely. After and, and when you talked about this being a break, like what's going to happen? Is it going to hurt us? Or I definitely thought it was going to help us. Yeah. So great. I I would have liked to sweep them too, but. I'll take it. Yeah. How do yeah. you feel about, like, the you know, taking two out of three from the it, Phillies? It was a shame back. the way they lost the one that they lost. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, it was, you know, I'm, I'm okay with two out of three, especially today was so deliriously dominant. <laughs> Not just DeGrom pitching the only the 24th complete game in the National League. Yeah. Wow. Which, isn't it nuts that, like... We've just stopped that. Is yeah. it, like yeah. we should probably not even keep track of that stat. I know <laughs> nobody nobody does it. No, but you know what's interesting? I was thinking about it today. Is it must mean that pitchers are just not getting easy outs because he only threw a hundred pitches, or not even yeah. I think, to get through this game. So you think, you know, how few times is somebody getting to the ninth inning mm-hmm. at at ninety pitches? Well, I mean, too? part of it is he only walked one batter. Yeah, and he only gave up one hit. Yeah, I mean that wasn't just. A complete game. It was utter dominance. Master. He gave up one hit to the pitcher. I know that's got to be so. You, that's got to be like it's even hilarious. more frustrating when he goes home at night and he's like, I, I don't have a no hitter on my record because I gave up a hit to the yeah. pitcher. Uh, let's uh, you know let's talk about uh, Degrom because obviously you know that was an unbelievable performance. Do we think that that he's now back to being the ace you know the other ace one and one a or is this hey he had 11 days off and he's super strong and do we think he's going to lose a little bit off that fastball again? and it's weird to it's weird to look at stuff like this because i think game splits sometimes you can make improve whatever you want mm. yeah but he's unhittable in the daytime mm. like oh, in day games he is i didn't see that he stat. is absolutely unhittable like his daytime nighttime split is ridiculous yeah like I that's don't know, crazy. and is that the norm for a lot of pitchers? I don't. I, I don't even know if that's like. A, I don't think so. No, it's maybe he. Maybe he's a morning person. Yeah, he's just <laughs> a guy. Who, I don't know. What he's it just is. a guy who gets tired around nine p.m. He's from Florida. <laughs> he's he just, likes sunshine. The clock hits nine, and it's the sixth inning. He's like, he's, oh man, he's got a young you know baby. Yeah, he's got too. a newborn. Right? Yeah, he's got yeah. a newborn. He's just tired from being a newborn <laughs> dad. <laughs> Um, on a serious note, yeah. that's why I was like laughing. But like, yeah. Um, maybe like a vision thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when yeah. it's in the, I mean, that has a lot to do with it with lights and yeah. the lighting. For sure. I mean, it could be. I play sports, and when I go into those either night games for softball or like a soccer under the, you know, on a turf under yeah. the lights, it is a totally different game. So, I mean, you never know, but I really like that you brought up that fact, because that's pretty cool. I got to interview, for Major League Podcast, yeah. I interviewed uh, Ed Hearn recently. Oh, nice. And one of the first things we talked about was he, part of why he dropped as far as he did in the draft was because his, I think it was his, uh, I forget what year of high school, but he was like killing it, and then suddenly he was hitting like 150. Uh-huh. And his mother was the one who was like, do you think you should get your eyes checked? And he did. And that's why no Ed Hearn way. had those giant glasses. It's because he realized that like he he had trouble seeing. And it was like a real-life major it's league It's like thing. what Charlie Sheen yeah. said. But it was, was real. It was real. And then he he got the glasses, and then he hit like 600. Who was that Crazy. player? I'm not even remembering if it was baseball or basketball. There was a player who got LASIK, and it was like, oh, man, he was going to like retire. I forget oh, I'm, who... not sh- I'm not sure. I don't know the story. Yeah, like somebody who was like ready to hang it up, and then he got LASIK, and he was like back to being. Changed the game. Yeah. Back... yeah. I forget. It was like Ray Allen or Funny. somebody like in basketball, but that's kind of kind of nuts. But so the question remains, do we think DeGrom is officially back to being an ace can we ride with him for the rest of the season I say yes i i mean i i certainly hope so it's crazy to i mean he had a 240 era before today no i know but 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 he just no one was hitting yeah but he just had the run support of sit fernandez no, no, no. but if you yes. look objectively at his season he was not 
he was not painting the corners the way. Yeah, he, he wasn't he, what he was last year. Yeah. Do we think he is now? I, I certainly hope so. I actually, in the beginning of the season, and I still think it, you know, looking at the, you know, the crazy pitching staff they had, my take was that Syndergaard is the ace of this team. Yeah. Well, that's obviously become clear most yeah. of the year until today. Yeah. But it's one of these things that, like, now I hope that Syndergaard and DeGrom can make up for the fact that there's no Harvey and there hasn't been a Harvey all season, frankly. Yeah. I actually think the best thing to happen is that we found out he was injured. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot, Instead for a lot of, of just well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, yeah. we've been on him. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody in New York's been on that guy too. You yeah. know, I mean, it also kind of literally or figuratively. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, he's a, he's a young single guy in the city. <laughs> Let him do what he wants. No, but he's only making four hundred eighty thousand or something. So yeah. Oh, how much? Jesus. How much trouble could he? But also, like, man, how much money did he just not make from you know now? Like when Harvey goes into free agency, do you think somebody's going to offer him? A hundred million dollar contract? I don't Not think after so. the second time no. he's gone down yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that that's got to suck for him. But so uh, it's and- also one of those things that it it makes you, in hindsight, go, "Ah, oh, what if they traded him?" We had many we had many opportunities this year to go. You know what? Let's go for it. Let's get a big bat. Harvey's the guy that you got to give up. There was that brief stretch where he yeah. had those three outings in a row that would have been selling high. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like right before the uh, you know housing market crash. Like <laughs> yeah. a guy who's made a billion off that. So, what do we think about Perret? Do we think he's passable for the rest of the year? Is that going to be a viable option? I mean, he, look, he gave up two runs uh, in six innings. I mean, he basically matched uh, the Phillies pitcher. In you know? the be- so, in the beginning of the year. He was lights out. Yeah. And I actually wanted to I wanted to sell T shirts that said, <laughs> um, our our seventh starter is better than your ace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a little number seven like the train. Uh those totally would have sold. But now it would have been like our seventh starter is probably around your number four, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your number five, yeah. depending. Yeah, I mean he's had depending some, on the had, team. He had some rough patches. Now he's had He's a little over four right now. Yeah. But you know you know who's really the problem? And it's it's uh, Tony Nodad, Antonio Bastardo. Oh yeah, yeah. He oh, has. Yeah. He was supposed to come in and bolster that bullpen, something fierce, and he yeah. has been wholly unreliable. Well, I definitely don't like the idea that now we have to go get a middle reliever by trading away somebody. Yeah, like that's really not what we want to be doing no. to our farm system for a middle reliever. Well, I mean, middle relievers are important, but it's yeah. it's also the idea that like Reed and Familia can't pitch every day. I was just thinking that the best thing about to Grom today was yeah. that just like just reading familiar, just, just going okay, we can go, yeah. you know, go go take a nap today. Yeah, you know? the I don't know what it is now, but I checked around thirty games in the season. Uh, they had Reed on pace to pitch some sort of crazy amount of appearances. Don't, don't you think we are partially responsible for Reed's success? That he came to our comedy shows and that's why he's doing so well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well. I mean, if more athletes came to stand-up Can comedy you guys shows, tell yeah. that story. Like, how do you know him like that? Well, first of all, I think it's ridiculous that you said that we're partially responsible for success because <laughs> we are solely responsible for success. Solely, solely no. responsible. Uh, so I actually just in a weird, you know, weird coincidence thing. Like I, uh, I. I talked to him through Twitter, mm-hmm. like, and you know when he was on the Diamondbacks, uh, he followed me. I don't know if he knew my comedy or not. Um, I think maybe because his parents are actually big comedy fans, and so uh, you know I just talked to him. You know, just a nice little like, hey, when I was in Phoenix, the Diamondbacks were real nice to me, and you know, thanks, blah blah blah. <laughs> and then when he got traded to the Mets, I was like, hey, I'm actually a big Mets fan. Welcome to the Mets. And then, and this is the weirdest thing he he was looking for a place to live, and he didn't know anything about New York. And he went on, like, he found some place on, uh, 
in Regal Park. Mm-hmm. And he went on Wikipedia and saw, like, to what is Regal Park, basically. And he saw that I was a famous former resident of Regal Park. So funny. And so he was like, hey, I know that dude. I know that guy's name. So he messaged <laughs> me and he's like, <laughs> he, yeah, he's like, hey, this might be weird, but did you used to live in Regal Park? And I was like, that's super weird. Why? And so... Uh, he told me the story of why, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, we're thinking of getting a place." And I was like, "You got a, you got a new baby and your wife with you?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Don't live in Regal Park if you ever want them to like New York." <laughs> I was like, "It's a fine place to live, not as like two young people in their twenties with yeah. a new baby." And so uh, we started talking through that, and then and it was just one of those things of like, "Hey, if you had a game, you know, come say hi." And then very cool, you know, we just kind of became friends at that game and just. You know, he took care of us when we were in spring training wow. and hooked us up and came to the show. And, you know, his family is super nice people. And he's just a really good dude. That's yeah. awesome. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. I mean, super, just took care of us is an understatement. Like, yeah. so nice. But we are now responsible for <laughs> yeah. all the success he's having. I mean, But at the same time, you know, that week was the same time that, like, my life changed career-wise. Yeah. So he might be responsible for that. That's right. Whoa. So Steve uh, had, we had this show down in, uh, what was it, Titusville? Why don't you tell Titusville, that? Florida. Really kind of a crazy, we were, crazy night. We were in Titusville, Florida. Uh, we had been at the game earlier that day, and then, you know, we went to go to this show, and it was this small little place, and it was pretty full, because they hadn't had comedy in a while, because of a real depressed place. And uh, I, oh, feel, yeah. I felt like we were the dan- like dancing in Footloose, like we brought comedy to the town. Oh my god! The judges, the cops, everybody wow. was there. Yeah, the everyone, town. the whole town was there. It really is a place that like has been pretty ravaged by them closing the space shuttle program, mm. and so that like post offices and schools like had you know gone out of business. Yeah, how do you go out of business as an elementary school? Right. Um, so post yeah, well, post office. Like oh, yeah. you know, no one has you know you got to be able to afford a stamp to mail a letter. Oh my god! So, uh, but all these people came and they were the nicest people. Like, everyone was super great to us, and the staff was wonderful. The owner of the bar was great. And this one woman, I was doing a bit about how parents think they're special, and this woman, as a parent, was basically like, oh, I'm special. Like, it was really, she she just waltzed right into the bit. And so I had another two or three minutes on it, and then I also had a couple, some ad lib as well, and uh, Matt was taping the show. And so then that night, uploaded the clip, and I said to, I said to Matt and Danny Giles, who was the other comic who was there with yeah. us, before we went to sleep, I said... Hey, I bet this clip will get like eight or ten thousand views. I bet this will be a good clip. And the next morning, it had fifty thousand. Whoa! And then it went up to in three days, it went to three and a half million. And it had it, I, my name was the number one trending topic on Facebook. No it was way. crazy. Of this lady walking yeah. up in the middle. It was of amazing. <laughs> it was uh, it was unbelievable because like we're watching the game and now like all this stuff is happening. You know, it's and like, that yeah, that day, that crazy day where we were watching Nationals and Marlins BP. Um, I did a Reddit AMA, and mm. that blew up, and that hit their front page. And so while Matt and Danny are sitting in the dugout watching, I'm on my laptop sitting in the stands by myself, like it's before the park is open, and I'm just answering questions on Reddit. Well, meanwhile, they're watching, you know, Bryce Harper and Stanton, right, and, you right. know, and, and, and Bonds pitching to Stanton. Yeah, and like, yeah. Well, Danny was a Nationals fan, so he's obsessed with all those guys. guys. But, uh, oh, so he introduced us to Dusty what Baker. This is funny, too. Dusty Baker must have spit like 45 times in a one-minute conversation <laughs> yeah. that he had with us. But he's a that, that's the thing. So I've actually gotten to know through another project I'm working on. I got to know Dusty Baker, and then Dusty introduced me to Chris Spire and Jock Jones and Bob Boone. Well, this is all while the only one of those who was employed by a team was Bob Boone. He was the national assistant GM. So then Bob hires Dusty. Dusty turns around and hires Chris and Jock. And so now I know the Nationals' entire staff. And I'm like, I wish you such luck with the wild card, but lose, yeah. please lose. Yeah. 
They are. You can talk uh, personal, guys. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're, they're great people. Yeah, yeah, they are good people. But it was weird when we were in the Nationals Club. I felt like a total traitor. We yeah. were in the Nationals Clubhouse. It felt like. You know, sneaking into the rival high school mm-hmm. when you're about to steal the goat like, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Whose stuff am I going to mess with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, Chris was so nice and he was telling us stories. Yeah. And, and Bob Boone sat in the in the dugout with me to do... Because he did an episode of Major League Podcast. And so he sat there with me for... You know, probably forty minutes, and wow. even giant. Me, by the way, he's a giant. Like these old school catchers. I mean, the guy's built like a house. Yeah, yeah. And he, he even was okay when I when I made a joke about Aaron Boone's wife being a Playboy model. He was <laughs> he he handled it very professionally. Yeah, well, I, I asked uh, as long as it's not it's not that Danny Mathers person, is it? Yeah, no. I, okay. I asked. Uh, you heard about that, right? No. Oh, that Playboy girl who uh, Snapchatted a, a naked woman uh, in the locker room illegally. No. Yeah. Oh my god! And she, had, she just got uh, suspended from a couple of jobs that she was working oh, at. Geez. Oh, jeez! Wow. Yeah, it was horrifying, and she didn't even like understand why she did anything wrong. But I'm, yeah. I hope that's not Aaron. Bridgeway. That is not the story. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, it was. It was just uh, I, I asked uh, Bob Boone. I said, um, "Is it okay that Aaron has the least All Star games in the family because he ended up marrying a Playboy model? So does that even out?" Yeah, oh, I think it does. And uh, yeah, B- Bob's funny. answer was just like, "Laura is a very lovely woman." <laughs> I was like, "Good move, Bob. Yeah, Good move." Really? Like set him up for that. Yeah, <laughs> he, has, he had to answer the right way. So, guys, uh, we got a huge series coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we think the Cubs are ready to uh, exact revenge? You know, we have a big road trip. Actually, we've got three in Chicago, I think, and three in Miami. So it's right? been it's been eight games in a row, right? That we've beaten them. Yeah. yeah. So are we now about to lose three in a row? What's what? What do we have on the horizon? What do you think, Andrea? Do you think I don't know. Right? I I. I, I want to say that I hope that we're just going to continue on yeah. doing that and sweep them again. Um, I, I think we can. And I think, like you said, after this break, just getting a little rest and doing, you know, I don't know, winning two with the Phillies and just kind of ride that. The, yeah. the adage is always you play 500 against the good teams and you beat up on the bad teams. Mm-hmm. You know, if we do that, we actually will make the playoffs. Right. But we haven't. No. The problem is we lost two <laughs> or three against the Braves. I know. We got swept by the Padres. Like, it was... And, and then we turn around and we sweep the Cubs. It's... But the weirdest part about this season is I, I do not remember a time in baseball history that there has been such a dichotomy in good and bad teams. Yeah. Is that usually it's like two or three great teams, two or three terrible teams, and yeah. everyone else in the, in the middle. middle yeah. And now it's like, well, we have a series against the Cubs, we have a series <laughs> against the Nationals, we have a series against the Giants, I know. we have a series against like all these teams that are powerhouses. And then it's like, well, we better sweep the Braves, we better sweep the Phillies, we better sweep the Brewers, yeah. we better, you know, because it does put a lot of pressure on on these uh, these series with these lesser teams. Yeah, for sure. yeah. which is ridiculous. The, the good saying. thing, look, the saving grace is. You know, you get to play 19 games against the Braves. So you would think yeah. over a longer stretch. And the Phillies. And the Phillies. You'd think over a longer stretch, you know, like, okay, now it's time. You know, September when we play them, like, I think they said 19 of our last 26 games. Are... Especially, I think it'll also be different after the All-Star break. Yeah. Because yeah. what will happen is, um, or not after the All-Star break, after the trade deadline. Yeah. Because over the next two weeks... The teams that aren't going anywhere are going to gut their rosters. Mm-hmm. I think one of those might be the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And the amazing thing about that is that they've got some serious blue chip pieces. Is that right? So I would be very, very interested to see what happens because, I mean, the Diamondbacks are garbage this year yeah. and they spent a ton of money. Jeez. So the question is, 
are they going to trade a couple of pieces and try yeah, to retool? Right. I mean, Shelby Miller's in the minors right now. The trade deadline is is July thirty first, right? That's so that my favorite us... time in all of sports. <laughs> yeah, that that like week before that that, like, that day. That day, like, is that day is my Christmas in all? Of, I like that better than the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I like that better than the World Series because it's just so exciting to be like, wait, he ended up where? Yeah. Like, it's just... isn't it weird how in some ways I think that's overtaken in a lot of sports now, like the uh, like trade stuff and the business aspect. Of it has somehow yeah. become like its own. No, but do you thing. remember? Right, like its own sport. Yeah, it's its own sport. Yeah. But do you remember those moments where, like, we're like, what? We got Bayerga? How did, I know. How did, Alomar? Yeah. Like, it was, it was really weird that we got every good 90s second baseman and then they weren't good with us. But. <laughs> Just the idea. I was like, how come we never got Knobloch? <laughs> the, the idea. And we also traded away Jeff Kent yeah. before he became. That yeah. was probably what set off the curse. Yeah. Of the curse that. of second base. Yeah, the second base. Uh, but now we got Walker. Yeah, but we <laughs> traded away Murphy. For, yeah, true. Ah! <laughs> we got rid of Murphy. Oh, no, that but you know what? depresses me so much. Listen, I was looking at Walker's numbers. I mean, you know, if, if you had said, hey, you know, we're going to keep Daniel Murphy and he has, you know, 250, 16, and whatever RBI, we'd be thrilled anyway. You know what I mean? Well, like, but also, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I would much rather Walker for what is the 8 mil than Murphy for the 16 totally. that he would have gotten. I, I also think until they have advanced stats that tell me how many games Daniel Murphy loses for playing <laughs> second base, I'm just going to assume it's as many as he wins. Yeah, it's uh, how many losses did the Nationals have? Right They're now? all because of his They're second all, base flubbing. They got all be. Daniel most, Murphy. Most of them. Yeah. They only so, have like 10 Second losses, base flubbing but... and base running. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's one of these guys. He's hitting the cover off the ball, but he's still he's still Daniel Murphy. Yeah, he, he did that extra roll against the Met, that extra roll in second yeah. base. That was hilarious. He he's was a Christian's doing favorite, yeah. for sure. I yeah, know, he's a he's a silly person. So we do a little thing uh, where we do player of the week, but we thought I thought maybe because it's, we just started the uh, second half, we would do our player of the first half. Of this season, yes. interesting. Yes. So, uh, I'll give you a second. You have like three seconds to think of it. Andrea, <laughs> why don't you go first? I already have it because we know Christians. Because we have, yeah. Actually, I'll tell everybody yeah, Christians. Go ahead. Do that. So, Christian, uh, he said his player of the first half, not surprisingly, is Bartolo Colon. He said he's the most consistent, good fielding, and his fielding is impeccable. A little bit redundant, there, but yes. Also, I mean, also he's a nice mentor to the other guys, which helps. He's a nice mentor. Power he teaches hitter. them how to have a you know side family and no. not yeah. get caught. It's like learn from my mistakes. <laughs> learn from my mistakes. You know, he teaches that's like a life lesson. You know, you gotta have. You can't go to court. I mean, he's years you cannot go. Beyond. You cannot show up in court representing yourself because you're going to be the attorney of record, and I'm there's going to be a record, Cologne yeah. versus Cologne, or whatever. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, so yeah, so that was Christians. Yeah. Um, so mine, I've avoided making my player of the week uh, a pitcher a lot because I feel like they get so much attention that I'm like, there's a walker or there's somebody, you know, yeah. not, not only with the fielding, but with bats. But I'm going to go with Familia yeah. for the first half because... I absolutely disagree. Okay. Okay. He blew a couple of games. He did blow a couple let's, of games. Let's hear, let's hear yeah. out here. Let's okay. hear out here. I, like, I'm going to go overall, I mean... Say, we could say the same things about like DeGrom and Syndergaard like if yeah. you're, you know nobody's yeah. perfect but um, overall you know so many people especially with the injuries I just he's there you know I'll say this I agree there. that it's nice to, to think like I couldn't even fathom where we would be if we 
didn't, didn't have, have him. him. I think you know? that's yeah. where I'm kind of coming, coming at this with that. Um, because I think Cologne, I mean, for the first half of his life, like, this is the best, you know, yeah. So for yeah. him. So I'll give that to Christian. But that's just, it was just a thought. Listen, I mean, he's, technically, he's got 48 saves in a row or yeah. something. Yeah. Technically, because we don't, for some weird reason, we don't count when you blow a game with more than, you know, a three-run lead. But it's like, yeah. it's kind of Or ridiculous. when you blow a tie game. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of an absurd stat because it's totally meaningless. Yeah. You know, when, it, when it's like, oh, well, except for all these other times where but he screwed up the thing it. that he was supposed to do. Right. Right. Uh, but anyway, so, okay. So, so or familiar. when he gave up inherited runs. Yeah, all of that. I just, I wish there was a, they should just get rid of that stat or, you know, come up with <laughs> some yeah. other. Something yeah. yeah. So, who, go ahead. Yeah. So, so our, our special guest, Steve Hofstetter. Uh, for the same reason, actually, and this is not just because he is a sweetheart and he helped us out, <laughs> I'd say Reed. <laughs> I love it. Because Reed has made the eighth inning disappear. Mm. Yeah. And basically, games have been have been an inning shorter. He has been the absolute, the most reliable arm in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, even the, you know, the I think he's got like a 2.2 ERA, and most of that comes from like two appearances. He had like two appearances where he gave up like two runs early in the season and then too. yeah and then the other stuff has been and most of the earned runs that he has given up which has been hardly any were actually he didn't give up but someone else let his runs in like he put yeah. a runner on base and then someone else gave up a two run home run ERA. yeah which is why era is you know that's why you know fip is more important right. and but fip's also not perfect and blah blah anyway the point is that I, he has been, and and I mean, just dating back to the playoffs and dating back to, you know, he got the Game 5 loss, but before Game 5 in the World Series, he was unhittable. He yeah. pitched in all five games. Yeah. So, And I know, obviously, the first half of the season is completely different, but reset that, take away two appearances, and he has been almost perfect. Hmm. I, and, you know, and it's funny, you gave her crap about Familiar, but I think it's fair to say that those guys together yeah. have been the savior of, I mean, the saving grace, like, you never have to worry. Yeah. And I'm judging just Familiar harshly because of how good he was last year. Yeah. He's okay, still well, great. Thank you for he's saying just that. not. Yeah. Yeah. So, Steve, you haven't been here every week, too, where me and Christian laugh about the fact that, like, he's really just a better version of Armando Benitez <laughs> and Franco. He always makes you stress, which is annoying. Yeah. He's not like a Rivera. He's not a stress. But he didn't last brother. year. Yeah, I know. That's thing like last year was the first time I ever watched a Mets game where I didn't have to see bases loaded no yeah, outs in the yeah, ninth yeah, inning and then know, no runs score right. I know and like also I come from a very strong opinion of like you baseball players get paid so much and they should be consistent but when somebody is above and beyond and like makes saves yeah, yeah. sometimes they blow games and stuff but like yeah. when they make saves that you're like that's why you play that position. Yeah. That's why yeah. you're on the team. That's what I love. So, and at the end of the day, with Familia, it's the ends. It's not about whether he stresses you out. He's getting the save. He's getting <laughs> yeah. the save. So, uh, uh, for me, you know, I, I thought about this, and um, in a weird way, amazingly, somehow he's sort of like overlooked. Even though he's our best player, like by far, Cespedes is my uh, first half player. Yeah. Only, only because he came back. You know, he came back to the team. We managed to get him here, and. You can't even like without him in the lineup. We, you know, we would we'd be like in last place. You know, yeah. I mean, he's he's hitting three hundred, which is actually surprising because he has a giant hole in his swing. I don't know how he's hitting. 300. Yeah, he's not a three hundred hitter. Like, he has a giant hole in his. He swings through his shoes half the time. Yeah, now Reyes is doing that too. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? It's just like okay. Because of him, you know, like the rest of the lineup somehow can get some good, you know, everybody in front of him somehow, whoever's batting in front of him somehow gets some good at bats. Here's here's how good I think Reed has been this year. Yeah. Um, when 
Terry Collins made that ridiculous move of putting Bartolo in the All-Star game. Yeah. Which I get. He's a fan favorite. He should have pitched him, though, if he was going to do that. Right. He's a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. He's fun, blah, blah, blah. And I get why you don't put DeGrom in because, I mean, DeGrom, he gave DeGrom the option and DeGrom declined it. But if you're going to look at someone else on that staff who has been so consistent, I would have put Reed in there before Cologne. That would have been nice because Reed has been uh, totally lights out. But then it would have been like, uh, then first of all, then he probably would have gotten hurt because Terry <laughs> is always mismanaging his use of yeah. his pitchers. He's, we, you love... know, we've been joking around about like which reliever's arm is going to fall off next. And I worry about Reed. So I'm glad he didn't pitch in the All-Star game. I know? actually, well, I didn't, I mean, he didn't even necessarily need to play. No Mets yeah. had to play. But going back to what uh, what we were talking about before in terms of about personality mm-hmm. and that being so important, the only reason why Terry Collins doesn't frustrate me to no end is because he's a good clubhouse guy. Yeah. Because he's old school. He's tactically, like. tactically atrocious. Mm. Uh, we just, talked about that just Yeah, we said yeah. He's, he's old school. He's just like. I feel that this yeah. guy, I feel that, that Goodell should be in right now. It's like, no, it's the eighth. Reed should be in. It's, yeah. What are, you, what are you doing? There's a two-run lead. Reed should be in the game. we got to protect it. I just feel, like, I'm feeling the Goodell. The wind's Yeah, I know. He's like, easy you know today. what? I'm feeling like Flores, you know, he's been too hot this week. Let's cool him down for a minute. He yeah. needs to just, like, get a cool bath. What? I, I, feel like, I feel like if someone came to him with stats... He would like smack that person on the back of the head. I mean, he's so <laughs> he's so he's so hand. Lou Brown from Major yeah. League, you know. But what's amazing is that Terry is. I think it's one season away now from being the most tenured manager in Mets wow. history. That's amazing, wow. because the Mets owners would be. I mean, David. The fact that David Johnson got fired when they were like because they were only two games over five hundred and eighty nine yeah. yeah. was ridiculous. I know. Like I know. and and when you look at who else has been managing the Mets. It's there's there's nobody who's like a legendary manager. I, I got to be honest. I I wish there was like a a, a like a, an X's and O's assistant guy that had his ear a little bit. A yeah, little. you know, yeah. just like, like just like, like a little. I, I love just, it. I agree just with Just a little you. Jonah Hill. Yeah, just a little bit. Right. Of, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, it's we, like, we're, uh, like, we're putting in whatever that guy's. Or a big Jonah Hill because I like big Jonah Hill better than like little big Jonah. Jonah. Hill. He's much funnier. Totally. He's yeah. much more enjoyable when he's not taking himself so serious. Like he's yeah. hungry. You know, he's just yeah. hungry. He's just everything's so serious when you're starving. Snickers Jonah Hill. Yeah, Snickers Jonah Hills. I'm like, but we need that guy. We need the we need the sabermetrics guy in Terry Collins. Mm-hmm. His ear being like you're playing this guy today. That's the numbers. You gotta yeah. you gotta play this guy. As as weird as as it is to say though, I would I want to see the Mets gut the farm system a little bit and take one of the B plus guys. Mm. Yeah, and and deal them. And yeah. uh, you know, and for I mean, maybe it's for third base. Yeah, you know, um, I I don't know, yeah. but or or maybe it's as much as and this this pains me to say because he's one of my favorite players. I love Granderson, mm. but he's toward the end. Yeah, I mean, the only way that I mean, I, I don't guess think anyone will take because a contender would want him, right? A you know, contender so I'm would. not really sure how that would, right? You know, play but someone, out. Someone might take Lagara. Someone would definitely take Nemo. Yeah, I like oh, Lagara. Yeah. You know what? I actually do like now. Today was or yesterday was the first day we had a double steal. I think this whole year. <laughs> And it was the dumbest place to ever no, double I know, steal. I know, but it happened. Can we talk about that for There's a second? There's no reason for it. When I was listening <laughs> I to that know. game, okay, uh, so Cespedes had, I think, three balls. Yeah. There were three balls in Cespedes already. Yeah. So you're going to open up first base, right. and of course they're going to walk Cespedes. But aside from there that, there's two outs. There's We're two harder. outs. Yeah. yeah, there's two outs, and, you know, and I, yeah, you've got the two fastest guys on the team. Yeah. I get that. But to take the bat out of Cespedes' hands when there's a runner on first and second, and the fact is, if Cespedes gets a hit, those guys are scoring of anyway. They are. Yeah, of course They're they the are. fastest guys. I know. It's colossally stupid, but I do like that we actually have Ligaris 
you know, gives us that other element that we completely lack. Just don't well, no, no, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was. It was Reyes and Granderson. Yeah, Reyes and Granderson. That's right. But but just the idea that like I was listening to that, I was like, that's awesome. That they, and then I thought about it, and I was like, no, <laughs> that's a terrible way. place to double steal. It worked, right. but it was horrific. Because Collins was like. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like let's go, guys. Let's like, run. Is he gonna rain now tomorrow? Yeah, let's I know. double He's steal. Like, you know what? My elbow, my, my I feel a bone spur coming on. Run. Yeah, it's a little. No, uh, so before we go, uh, tell us, you know, where we can, where where all our fans can can find you. There's like 900 places, but uh, well, since since you're baseball fans, uh, check out Major League Podcast, uh, which you can find on iTunes or anywhere else, or MajorLeaguePodcast.com. Actually, this week's interview was with Ryan Thompson, who gave me a different perspective on the Vince Coleman firework incident than I've ever heard before. Oh, we have enough time to, to hear that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and if you want to hear it straight from Ryan's mouth, you know, listen to the podcast, but yeah. the basic summary of it is, so the thing that Vince Coleman did was not throw a firework at a little girl. The thing that he did that was stupid was light a firework in a moving car. Because <laughs> he lit the firework, and then he was like, ah, i got to toss this out. <laughs> and so then he went to toss it out, and he, the firework didn't hit the girl. Apparently, the girl's father, in a, you know, instinctual move, yeah. which I get, you know, kind of try to jump out of the way, and he hit the girl. Oh, jeez. And so, then, of course, he immediately is, well, they threw a firework, the firework hit the girl. So, immediately, the guy is changing the story, and the right. media runs with that. Mm. But from what Ryan Thompson said, and he said he, was in, he wasn't in the same car, he was in the car right behind them. So, he saw the whole thing. Mm. And he said that, basically... You know, Coleman was did something incredibly stupid. Yeah, he but, seemed like a guy. Who, but he wasn't trying to throw a firework at, at a absolutely. crowd of people, yeah. right? He, which, which is like an insane person, right? Malicious. He was trying to throw it out of the car because he was, did something dumb. Because he did something incredibly dumb, and there weren't people around, and it went kind of near people, mm-hmm. which is why pe- you know the guy freaked out. Because obviously, if you see a firework coming toward you, even if it's not going to hit you, you're going to freak out a little yeah. bit. Um, but then the damage was done by him, so. It, it I'm still like, oh, so he's not, like, malicious. He's just real stupid. stupid. Right, right. But it still changes the story so much. Of course, of course. But I still never liked uh, Vince Coleman. <laughs> no, 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 no. Neither did I. <laughs> um, you know, and that was on that team that lost 103 games. They lost uh, almost 200 games in two years. Yeah, that was brutal. But at the same time, it does change that story for me. And I yeah. think... I think any Met fan should listen to that interview, not okay. just because I like ratings, but every well, any Met fan. Yeah, it, adjustment. And we also story. talked a lot about, you know, we talked a lot about Bobby Bonilla and about the fact that like Ryan Thompson hadn't met Jeff Torborg until Torborg put him in the game. Wow! Like in in his debut because it was the first day he got there, yeah. and like Torborg goes over to him on the bench and he tells a story about it, and he's like, "Oh, kid, you know, welcome, good to have you. You loose?" And I stop and I go, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Had you not talked to him yet? And he goes, no, I hadn't seen him before. Wow. He clearly wasn't a player's coach like Terry Collins. So that's on yeah. uh, Major League Baseball. No, so it's MajorLeaguePodcast.com. Major or you can just look up Major League Podcast on any podcasting site. And I've talked to a couple of months. I talked to Barry Lyons, talked to Ed Hearn, talked to Ryan Thompson. Um, and that was that was it's it's been it's been fun you know obviously my homerness comes out sometimes should it should um, why not yeah especially when I talk to someone who was on like the Red Sox we talk about eighty six oh, or yeah. you know something like nice. that but it's uh it's been fun we talk to former players about the the phrase we always use is it's about them as a person not as personnel 
Nice, awesome, uh, and and go check him out in, uh, at, a, at a comedy club too. Check out his his, his stuff because it's awesome. And Andrea, where where can uh, the folks find you? Thanks, you guys. Follow me at Andy Fasano and leave comments on our YouTube page. Let's keep the conversation going. Yeah, right? um, Matt Ritter one on Twitter and uh, Mets Rap three sixty. I forget yeah, what our ABTV Twitter handle is. Mets. Yeah, something like that. You'll All find right. it. All right, great, great stuff. Thanks, Steve. Thanks yeah, for having thanks me. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Good stories. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.